The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Tonight on Passion, it is the Boys Club. So after 10.15, uh, we have Costa and will join us. We'll talk about... Uh, well, different things from a guy's perspective, like men and their masks, something we talked about on Friday. Uh, we'll ask them, what is a player exactly? This is a question from a listener. And uh, consensual non-monogamy, is that the ideal uh, for men? I'd like you to answer that question as well. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with passion at 514 800 Remember that you can always email me to laurie at drlaurie.com. So a couple of texts here and follow-ups, actually. So remember the young lady who had written uh, because she had discovered her father having sex with a man, cheating on uh, on mom, and it created a whole... We had a bunch of uh, like follow-ups from her, so she sent me one right now. Hello, Dr. Lori. You have been so helpful and supportive. I think you deserve an update. My mom's STD test came back all negative. They have decided to stay together and I am not getting involved. I've been staying at my older brother's place because I cannot stand being in the same room as my dad. I still love him and always will. He is my dad, but that image was too much. Uh, I thought I was homophobic, but my lesbian friend said if I was, we would not be best friends. I slept at her place last week in the same bed, and no, nothing happened, nor did she make any moves on me, but we talked and I started to cry a little. Her hug was very comforting. Um, my mom wants me to come home, my dad too, but I just can't right now. I really do not know what to do. My friend is telling me to go home and face it all and I will get over it faster. This is a family private problem and all I have is my one best friend who knows and who I trust and you. My brother said his personal opinion is a biased one so he will keep it to himself. Uh, This COVID-19 has turned my world upside down and it seems it will not get better anytime soon. My friend did say something that made me smile. When I get over all this, there will be nothing I cannot handle. Think she is right? (laughs) It's 9.30 Saturday morning and I have tears in my eyes again. Going to spend the weekend with my brother at my brother's cabin up north with my best friend and his girlfriend, who knows nothing about this. Your comments have already helped me. I need your straight-up honesty on what to do. Right or wrong, I want to know. So my suggestion is, look, staying away from the family is it it's just avoiding uh, it's avoiding the inevitable really where you will all have to deal with it as a family together i recommend actually um, family therapy that might be a very good way to go where you have an outside person and where you're going to be heard, where everybody else is going to get a chance to be heard as well. And um, that may help your family come closer and overcome this uh, this trauma for you. So th- what's clear is this was a, a traumatic uh, event for you. The I get it, the image and all of that. But as you build on your relationship with your parents that image will fade further and further into the background as you um, get older. But not talking about it, not dealing with it, doesn't exactly make it all go away. 
So I think it's important that, um, that you guys talk about it, all of you together as a family, but maybe get somebody else involved there that uh, could do some family therapy uh, with you. So don't stay away too, too long from the family, but maybe you can suggest that to your mom to say, hey, can we, uh, can we see a, a therapist, all of us together, so we know how to move forward uh, with this? I think that would be uh, a good idea. 514-800, if there's anything anyone else uh, wants to add, then uh, I would love to hear from, from you as well, and you can uh, let us know. Okay, and then a, a few rants here and there. Uh, I'm so glad they've made mass mandatory regarding public transport and for when being in the general public, but how do we get the message across to the young people? I witnessed today three young girls, about 14, 15, sharing their drinks with the straws, each of them taking turns sipping. Then at the end, they gave each other a big group hug. These girls may have gone home to kiss their parents, grandparents, who knows. I know it's tough, but there has to be a way to get them to understand what COVID can do to them and or their loved ones. I hear your frustration. I really, really do. Um, I think it is difficult for young, the young mind, the adolescent mind thinks they are, they are invincible anyway, right? That is just part of, um, the development of the brain, the, the prefrontal cortex hasn't completely evolved just yet. And so they really do feel that they are invincible. I think the parents, um, maybe it's a, a wake up call for parents to talk to their kids, but you know, it's hard to control what teens will do when not in your sight. So talking to them about how the impact on others could be something that you uh, could share with them. But I, listen, I think I and many other people uh, definitely share uh, your frustration with this. And then uh, some heartbreaking. I cannot stop crying for the two young girls, Nora and Romy Carpentier. Amélie Lemieux, the mother of the two children, gave a tearful message, and I'm sharing her tears. Her two princesses, who she loved unconditionally from day one. As I write this, I am again in tears. I will be praying for her two girls, the mom and her friends and family, and I am sure the entire country is grieving with her. May God bless them. I have no words to express what I feel. I kindly ask everyone in the passion community to say a prayer for them all. Thank you for your call for that. I think uh, uh, we are all thinking about this, uh, this tragedy, actually. Texter writes in, I think family therapy is a great idea. Separate at first may be a good idea. No. Well, I think a little bit of distance. Yes, this is what's happening now is there's a, a little bit of a little bit of distance. Um, so this is interesting. I get an email when you hear this, I think you're going to get a little bit of um, a laugh. I've been on dating sites for a while, not happy about the experience of any of them. I was exchanging messages with someone starting early last week. Last Monday on a dating site, I sent this man a message saying, uh, talk to you soon. I like listening to Passion on CJD. He replied, I like the show too. Next day and for the rest of the week, we exchanged messages and he asked me for my cell number, but I didn't feel comfortable about giving it out. His photo on the site did not reveal much about his body type, but he seemed nice enough and we decided to meet Saturday. During our conversation, your show became a topic and he said, get this, he was the poet. I was surprised and I asked him if he could give me a fast poem now. I got a roses are red, violets are blue poem. 
I asked him how he writes poems so fast for the show. He just said he dreams them up fast. I asked him for another poem, but he changed the topic. I know you mentioned you have met the poet. Can you tell me if this is the same man? <laughs> he is about five foot three, about 250 pounds. That's a big guy at that, uh, that height. Bald on top with gray hair around the sides and back and has a big mustache. Rather a chubby gentleman. Uh, he told me, I'm not going to say his name, but it, it wasn't the name of the poet, by the way. He seemed to be a nice guy, but not my type. Um, did I actually meet the poet? <laughs> you did not meet the poet. <laughs> I just want to make sure that you understand. And and why I had, I'm had i laughing is that I cannot believe someone is impersonating uh, Mark, our poet. <laughs> Like I texted Mark, I said, you're being impersonated here. No, it is, this is not, nothing of what Mark looks like, by the way. But to think that people imper- like have the chutzpah, the gall to impersonate other people to make a good impression. Clearly, people love our, our poet and we know he's a, a gentle soul and a kind soul. And that people are using that, that, that knowledge. Oh, man, that's... Uh, that's low. I'm sorry, but that is just low. That enough to, just to be caught in that one lie, I would say, I don't get what you look like. That is not cool. Not cool at all. Uh, coming up, the guys join me and we will talk about men and their masks. Why is it that uh, men are more resistant to wearing masks? Costa and Mike join us. So that's coming up next. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. It's the Boys Club tonight on Passion. Love when the guys join me. Just wish it could be uh, in studio, of course. Uh, Alas, shall not be. Not yet, anyway. Uh, But uh, these are my friends who I miss. Costa Tsakiris joins me. He is uh, a restaurateur. He is the owner of Otavio's in Ville Saint Laurent. He's in his 40s, married, two daughters. Costa, I miss you. Miss you, sweetheart. <laughs> uh, we also have Mike Senecal, who is a kitchen and bathroom designer and renovator. He is a, a widower in his 50s, single right now, father of grown ups. Mike, welcome to the show. Your first time. Yes, it is. You're Hi, a pa- guys. You're a passion virgin. Mike, how are you? Long time. It's been too long, Costa. Yeah, uh, so so here's the thing. I I invited Mike on, and then Mike tells me, oh, I know Costa, and so they know each other from way back, and the world is very small. What can I tell you? At least our passion world is very small. Uh, So, Costa, people are, like, wondering, how's your restaurant doing? How's the biz? The the business, uh, Montreal restaurants, uh, I have restaurants, as you know, Laurie, I have restaurants in Montreal on the island as well as Mm off-island. The restaurants off-island are actually doing a lot better than the ones on the island. Oh, yeah? Now, is that a demographic uh, difference, uh, anglophone, francophone? Mm. I don't know what to attribute it to, but listen, every week, as the weeks go by, it's getting busier. People, a lot more people are calling to ask if we're following protocol as far as right. distancing as well as masks and uh, sanitizers are concerned. So it, it's it's quite a task, but uh, we do. We we abide to. Uh, we actually got a visit by the CSSP okay. twice already to make sure that we follow all uh, protocol. Okay. So 
hopefully uh, that uh, comes around and uh, business business gets better and better, continues to improve. Yeah, it's uh, you know what I feel very much for all my friends who are in the restaurant business because uh, last four months have not not been good uh for sure not and if we look at the other end of the spectrum mike is very busy (laughs) people are doing all kinds of renovations now right mike yeah it's pretty good i can't complain right and that's the other side of it right where uh, now because people are home they're spending more on on their homes less on restaurants more on uh on renovations and such like that anyway you're not here to talk about uh, work you're here to talk about sex and relationships uh, so you ready to go, guys? Let's go. Okay. So there's a couple of things, not just sex and relations, but I want to talk about masculinity for a minute. I was reading a, an interesting piece, and also some a sexologist had weighed in on this, talking about men, uh, why some men refuse to wear... Uh, masks and it has to do with the same ideology that has to do with um, basically they're looking at masks as condoms of the face the same reason why men don't like condoms or don't want to wear condoms and it has something to do with somewhat some protection uh, of their masculinity so wearing masks is not so masculine apparently just like wearing condoms might be or being masculine equates with more risky behavior so i just wanted to know from you guys perspective um what you thought about that if you or if you've thought about it at all or now i'm making you think about it actually you just made you're making me think about it right now i've never thought of it as a as a question of my masculinity to wear a mask it's i find it very uncomfortable Right. It's, I find it very hard to breathe in. True. But, uh, apart from that, the, and actually my beard doesn't help. The fact that with the beard, it gets the humidity stays in there. Right. So it's not, but you wouldn't attach it to your, to, to necessarily your sense of masculinity or being a man or, or, well, or masculinity. If my masculinity is based on me wearing a mask, then I got a probably serious problem with my masculinity. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, well, Mike, what do you think about this? Well, I'm a little accustomed to wearing masks because in my field I do do demolition, so I'll throw a mask on. Right. Uh, it's a little like wearing gloves. You know, I'll turn to my partner and I'll say, Oh, you pussy. Work without your hands, you know. And well, that's what I'm saying. Are you talking about? Is that the reaction? Like you're a pussy if you wear a mask, and you're a pussy if you wear gloves. Is that the? Is that what the thinking is? Well, that's I guess the macho thing, right? Okay, that's what I'm getting at. So there is a right. macho thinking behind that because they were equating this also to to Trump, and to who Trump has rejected wearing masks. Right? You, you, we've never seen him in a mask. I don't think. I don't know if you guys have. I have not seen him wearing a mask. And if so, you put him in a mask, it didn't prove his look. <laughs> True, uh, but he's <laughs> not wearing a mask anyway. He doesn't wear a mask. So a lot of people are like, look at him kind of as his as the person to imitate as the symbol of power the symbol of ultimate like masculine ideology <laughs> and so they follow him right i don't agree with that one <laughs> yeah I, okay you're maybe because we're not american and and not trump supporters maybe no, no, but no. i don't know we didn't do much better so yeah so you what do you think about that no you're not no. going with that? No, I, I, I don't look at him as masculine at all. <laughs> so uh, he's not somebody you would follow? No. Okay. 
No, definitely not. All right. Well, what about, um, well, you know, they equate it to, to wearing condoms. As men, it, so you were single once. Costa, Mike, you're single. Yep. How do you feel about wearing condoms? Do you always wear one? Do you always insist on having uh, on wearing a condom? I, well, uh, I'm not, now. sorry, go ahead, Tessa, go ahead. No, go, Mike, actually, you should speak first, the single guy. <laughs> I personally uh, don't use condoms, never really have. Why uh, not? What are you, nuts? Well, I, I, I'm i more of a one-woman man. I don't oh, okay. sleep around. I get, I get coined often as a player, but I'm really not. I mean, Costa remembers me with my wife back in the day, and... Uh, my wife was, you know, that's I, I believe in being with one marriage. person, only one okay. person. And mm-hmm. but believe so, it or not, believe it or not, Lori, I actually looked up to Mike in in the way that he was with his wife. And I'm sorry, Chantal, right, Mike? If I remember yeah, correctly, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember looking at him and the way he would treat her and the way he would look at her. It, it was amazing to see. That must be difficult then when you were had such a great relationship and losing that the love of your life to then be single again. Well, things happen, you know. She developed cancer and she wasn't the same person at the end. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you don't lose a person once in that case. You lose it twice. Mm, <clears throat> once sad. as a person, once as a physical person. So, mm-hmm. it's uh, listen, you, you know, I always tell my kids, you got to be strong, move on, and live on. Right. I mean, it, it was tough more for my kids and seeing my kids go through a, the loss of a parent. That right. devastated me more than myself. I mean. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that must have been. It's hard to watch your own children uh, yeah, suffer, it's, it's, of course. Slow out of the gate, though, because of it, but uh, they're mm-hmm. doing well. But and you're also, but you're also such a positive guy. Like you're a you're a, a a guy who's a you know kind of gla- glass half full, right? You you tend to. Well, I I, I tend life. to refill it because. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Costa, you very old days. But yeah, I, I enjoy life. What can I tell you? I I, I want to enjoy life to its fullest. And Is what's that going why you on? Don't wear condoms now? Well, no, because I, I, I'm, no, I'm not with anyone. He doesn't have a partner, that's why. So he's not a player, let's remember. Actually, I want to talk about being a player because some there's a, a texter uh, who wrote me who's saying, uh, Hi, Dr. can you give me the definition of a player? I think so ladies don't understand the meaning. So maybe I can get the definition from, from, from guys, actually, what you would consider to be a player. I- I've noticed in the years, and not to cut you off, Costa, but I, what I've noticed since I've lost my wife and that is that when you are nice to the opposite sex, they sometimes look at you like being a player. Really? I agree completely. Mike, definitely, I agree completely. Definitely. Because I was, for, for, go ahead, Costa. Yeah, I was referred to as a player to, because of the fact that I was nice. Uh, you're women. just a good-looking guy. Face it. Come on, bro. <laughs> Come well, on. okay. We have a romance right here, right now. Right no, seriously. Okay, hold on. I, let me weigh yeah. in here for a minute because I know yeah. both of you guys. I've known you guys for a while now. You are both very warm, uh, friendly, uh, touchy-feely kind of guys. Not not in the not in a bad way. No, no, not no, in, a, in an inappropriate way. But you're very warm, and so you're warm. I've seen you be very warm to other men, but and very warm to your female friends or, or women, you're just friend, really friendly and charming. 
which you're saying could be interpreted as being a player. 100%. Exactly. Yeah, I can see that. I wonder what other people think about that. 514-800. But now people are men, I would say men, maybe not of your age or maybe younger men now, are, are kind of afraid to be that friendly because of, you know, with the Me Too movement and being kind of not, not knowing where the line is. You guys are like another generation, and especially Mike, like that was a generation. You grew up in a generation where that was that was a given, right? The flirtations. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I like people that are friendly and unspoken. Like I could be standing in line, and I'll kick up a conversation with a woman beside me. Uh, I have a friend of mine. She's awesome. She's the same way, and I, I like that. Mm. I, it, I mean, uh, it doesn't mean you want to sleep with everybody. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Uh, the opposite, you know? But you come on as that type of person. Mm. Interesting. I've, I've been told I'm a player, I'm a player. And, and you know how little the West Island is, you know? <laughs> we kept saying the world gets right. smaller and smaller. And I get the reputation like that. But a reputation from after, from nothing. Sorry? A reputation just from being the guy yeah, that everybody knows. Like, hey, that's you're Mike. Friendly and you're, you're nice to people, and you. And and another thing I notice about men, like in my generation, that do a lot, and and I know Costa will be in, in a, right behind me on that. Is like when you meet someone and it's oh hi sweetheart. Not well. I hear a lot of women don't like that, mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm. just being polite. I'm not hitting on the woman or. Yeah, you know, but they don't know you... that now. The the modern the the this no, age, exactly. in this generation, what we've all learned is like, don't call me sweetheart, don't call me baby, yeah, don't like call me sweetheart. I'm not your baby. Exactly, and yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and yeah. I know you don't mean it badly. That's no. the interesting thing is that it's a it, it's kind of a term of endearment and friendliness and what have you. But I can see how. It can be interpreted as being a player. Uh, let's define, let's see if, if our, our, our uh, listeners could define what a player is to them. 514-800. It's the Boys Club tonight. We have Costet Securis. He's in his 40s, married. Uh, he's a restaurateur. We have uh, Mike Senecal, who is a ki- kitchen and bathroom designer and, and renovator. He is a widow, presently single in his 50s. With a, He's the father of grown-ups. If you have any uh, thoughts, if you have have any um, issues or topics you would like the, from a guy's perspective, then please let us know at 514-800. Right now, let's check in with our CJD 800 newsroom. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Well, once a month on Passion, uh, we have the guys weigh in. So a guys panel, we have a female panel, we have a boomer panel. We try to cover the range of uh, opinions, ages, and uh, statuses and such. We have Kostet Securis tonight. He's in his 40s. He's married. He has a uh, two kids. He is a restaurateur, the owner of Otavio's in Ville Saint Laurent and other restaurants off-island. And Mike Senecal, who is new to the show, he is a kitchen and bathroom designer and renovator. He is a widower uh, in his 50s with grown children, and at the present time, he is single. So we're talking about players, and I just want to share some emails or some texts, rather, from our listeners as well at 514-800. So a couple on 
uh, on mask wearing. I think men might have a problem with looking like a wimp. So I, I do think there's some of that thinking in wearing protective gear or protecting others. I think men naturally, maybe uh, some men anyway, um, associate, you know, risk-taking. I think, Mike, you said it, like on a site, you know, they don't, they won't wear gloves. Why wouldn't they wear gloves? It's to protect themselves, right? Oh, I'm not a wimp, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, then uh, I love wearing masks along with sunglasses. Allows me to fulfill my fantasy of a bank robber. <laughs> <laughs> can always do that. Uh, okay, on players. Married 15 years. My wife was warned that I was a player. Okay, I dated a couple of people in the same company over 17 years. So, again, I, I think men don't like being accused of being a player, and as you two have also been accused of that. Um, another one, another guy says, same thing happens with me, Dr. Lori. I'm nice with the opposite sex, and they think I'm a player. Uh, another one says all men are players to a certain degree. We all still have a bit of teen in all of us. I'm 21 with 40 years experience. Yeah, but a player, like, again, we don't even have a, what's a real definition of a player? Like the texture writes, I James think Bond. He, James Bond. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think player, player. <laughs> uh, well here, I think player with promiscuous connotations attached, and that's really what we're talking about. Yeah. Promiscuity in men is kind of a generation specific term for the under 30 set, but I don't think they call the under 30 set players. I think it's a generational thing for us. Exactly. We're, for the older generation, 40 right. plus. So maybe they're calling the 40 plus uh, maybe exactly. You know what that. they say, the new 40 is the new 30, right? Yeah. The 40s the new 30, the 40s new 20. Only exactly. as we get older we say that. Have you noticed? It's no, only no, us older people. They're slow to, trust me. <laughs> kids in 20s right up to their 30s are still on video games. They ain't thinking, girl. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So <laughs> let me just share some other texts and let me know how you feel. I work in the hospital and, and in schools. I used to say these words such as dear, darling, sweetheart as respect in terms of endearment. I used to say to my head nurse and principal, thank God they understood. Some other coworkers didn't, but they quickly found out that's just how Dave speaks to everyone, even the patients. And I think both of you are a little bit like that, right? Like uh, I'm a lot like that. Yeah. You're with the public. I mean, yeah, but the sweetie, me with people. I mean, that's what happens. But do, you don't think when you use words like that, you know, like you said, Mike, you'll, you'll see a, you'll say, "Hey, sweetheart," or what have you. I'm not do thinking, you, "Hey, babe, come to my house." You right. Know, I'm thinking. It uh, just comes out of your mouth. It's like a natural term of endearment for you. Right. Okay, I think people need to understand that because I, we make a lot out of this, and it's maybe not even politically correct today to to use those terminologies. So maybe well, you know uh, how I feel about political correctness. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, here the text writes it. Well, Doctor Loria, playa is a man whore, meaning he has sex with many women in one week. Just sex, no love at all. He probably yeah. puts his shoes on as he's coming, LOL, and then he Ubers over to the next conquest. Some I know don't even bother to shower between encounters. Now, that's oh, just plain that's, gross. That's, that's yeah. yeah. That, that, that's a good definition of a player. I guess. A, a player is a guy who tries to have many women giving him attention. I think it is rooted in insecurity. Could be. I mean, it's I wonder definitely. if it's the casual sex thing, too. Like, we have to look at that because um, we do live in a more 
casual sex culture. Well, I think with this COVID, that just put the brakes on big time. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. Does that frustrate you, Mike, as a a single guy? (laughs) Are you frustrated by that, Mike, not being able to date or anything? Well, it's, it's scary. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I have an 85-year-old mother. I, I don't want to be bringing something back on the table where she can get sick and ill. And then right. I got my nephews and nieces are starting to have children. And, yeah, you, you, you think twice. You know, as you get older, you, you're a little more smart in the head. You okay, know, with the good. frontal uh, cortex that starts Yeah, the prefrontal in. cortex. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's well-developed by 50, right? That's it. Well, mm. to a certain degree, you know me. Yeah. But, uh, Lori, COVID-19 uh, has been a uh, drop on even married men's uh, sex life. Yes, yes, we can talk about that as well. Uh, really? we, we've talked about it on the show. It has Absolutely. A lot. The sex drive has really, uh, well, first of all. Oh, no, no, my, oh, no, no, the sex drive is there. It's just that we have the wardens uh, constantly <laughs> The children, yes, the children get in the way, don't they? <laughs> yeah, the children, they're 15 and they know exactly. They stay up just specifically <laughs> to make sure nothing goes on. Sure. They're a chaperone now. See, that's what happens when your kids get older is they stay up later than you. So it starts to cut become a little bit complicated okay, um, as long as, as long as there's no gowning and gloves involved in that then I you know what with the sex it's our boys club tonight we have Costa and Mike on the line uh, Texter writes too many men are being condescending when they call a female stranger dear or sweetie etc they wouldn't use these terms with speaking to a man, would they? Hence the player assumption, and that's from a female. So just to give you the other side of it, because not everybody you're going to call sweetie, and again, I know you're not meaning to be condescending, but understand that people can experience that as condescending. Yeah, 100%. So what I would get you... it, but it's in the term you use it. But what would you say if you said that to me and I said, hey, hey Mike, like, I'm, I'm not your, like, don't call me that. Well, well you would know you, me. How I would, res- you, how I would, would you definitely respond? respect your, your wishes. Yeah. And I try, listen, I'll try not to do it. I have a designer friend who works with me, and I always call her sweetheart. And she straight out came out and told me, hey, yes, I'm not Stop your sweetheart. It. Right. It, it took me by surprise. Right. I mean, she's my daughter's age, and I go, yeah, okay. Like, don't forget, I coached 18 years. I was with boys, and my daughter always played hockey with boys. So when she went to the girls' side, I had to, uh, how do you say, bring my demeanor down. Mm-hmm. Boys, I could scream at them and tell them, get your ass on that puck. And did go- say, right. Say ass, right? And <laughs> the girls, <laughs> the girls, I had to change my demeanor. So, sweetheart, honey, came naturally. Mm-hmm. So it's become such a habit of mine that I do it without Thinking. even realizing it. Right. And it pisses girlfriends off, I'll right. be honest with you. And you do need to, and it's good we're having this conversation because you're not the only one who does this. And you might you might want to rein it in. I'm just, it, no, I don't want to say don't be you, but... Being sensitive to what what women around you, especially maybe younger generations who didn't grow up with that, like it that never bothered me. I never thought of it. I never thought twice about it. But that's me. But in hearing the conversations uh, with women and such, 
it can feel not so good. And, oh, and I know. So, I, I, yeah, so you... Exactly what you were saying earlier about condescending. Hmm. One of my favorite places to go to, Chalet Barbecue. Mm-hmm. No young girls are working there, right? Mm-hmm. And I got such a rude service one day that I purposely went out of my way to call her sweetheart and babe as a condescending. What so, was... <laughs> oh, oh, so you have it. used it in a condescending <laughs> manner. <laughs> she deserved it, though. <laughs> in so, my defense. Okay, but you see what you did there? So yeah. how are we to know your average woman who you say that to, how do they know that you're not meaning it in a condescending way? Because I, I got a beautiful Lori, smile on my face. Yeah, the smile on your face, right? It's so hard, eh, when we can't see each other, like we're talking over yeah, each know, other. I know, I know. I um, know. Yeah, you're you're right. Somebody says, why are men the only ones classified as players? Couldn't women be players oh, too? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Women are more players today than men exactly. are. Exactly. Really? Exactly the point I was going to make. Women are a lot Oh, am I going to get some slap from girlfriends from this? But, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so you see, Costa? I see that. Definitely, women. Women nowadays, it, it's incredible, Lori. I'm, I work with the public, right? The amount of times that I am hit on directly, indirectly, uh, when, when women are all together, it is crazy. It's cra- It doesn't even make sense. Okay, but it's equal opportunity now, right? <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. I don't, 100%. I, they have. They have every right to do it, but when. They, when it's said that men are like this and men are like that, well, let me correct this. Women, from what I'm seeing, are a lot worse now. Who, than who, who, who's on most of the, the dating sites? Who controls dating sites? I don't know. Who, who controls? You'll tell us after that. Uh, we're going to take, take a short break, guys, and come back. Uh, Costa Sakiris, Mike Senecal on the show with us for the Boys Club. Always uh, lively discussions with the guys. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Tonight on the Boys Club, uh, we're having an interesting conversation about players sparked by uh, somebody who emailed me. Uh, Brian emailed me about this and, and wanted some definition. So we've been uh, back and forth with this whole idea. But it also goes uh, to um, the terms of endearment that some men use. But then somebody brought up a good point. He says, I am a single male who is constantly referred to as sweetie or babe by women. What surprises me is that women don't know my status. So I don't think it's a, just a male thing. I think women do it too. We've got uh, Kasa Tsakiris uh, with us uh, and Mike Senecal as well. So, which is true. I, I'm one of those, right? I tend to use those terms of endearment for my guy friends not a, I wouldn't say it to a strange guy, though, in a bar, but to the men that I know, my friends, and my girlfriends. I'm using the same terms. Um, but I don't think men wouldn't do that. They wouldn't call other guys that, that way, whereas women might. So I don't know. Well, do you see a gender difference there, Costa? Well, listen, I don't, I don't know that I'll call uh, Mike Sweetie or... Uh... Or a term like that, but I will call him brother. But I have a tendency of calling men brother. Right. Yeah, bro. So, bro. Well, no, actually, me. It's actually brother. The whole word. Yeah. So, brother. Actually, there's another one that I used when I was uh, in LaSalle a long time ago. Was kiddo. Mm-hmm. And it's not meant derog- in, a, in a demeaning way, in a derogatory way. It's just that's the way the the people I was with. That's the way we spoke. That's the way it just 
maintained, and that's the way it was. You know, so women, sweetie, not honey, never honey, never baby, just a lot of sweeties, sweeties, sweeties. You, you always called me Uncle Mike. <laughs> you, you, you always were and always will be Uncle Mike. Ah, you old, you old man, Mike. <laughs> What's that? No, because my man. niece, my niece was working for. Costco. Oh right, right. So you were the. Oh, so it was always the nickname <laughs> Uncle Mike. Anyway, it's funny. Uh, so let me just share a couple more texts. The people are really uh, taking on this topic. Uh, that happened to me. The nurse said to me, don't call me sweetheart. I was shocked. I said, I'm so sorry. I did not mean anything by it. Never did I ever say that to her again. But I said it around her to the staff that later down the road, she apologized to me for acting like that. So sometimes I wonder, you know, do we... Okay, yes, we have to respect the people that we work with and around us. So if your coworker says to you, listen, I'm not comfortable when you call me babe or sweetheart or anything like that, please stop. And if you don't stop, then you're harassing. Then it becomes Look, sexual harassment. Lori, if, if, I may, if I may share a story, a quick story. I have, well, you, you've been to the restaurant. You've seen the hostesses are still our young, uh, young, young girls. Young women, yeah. N- not, not much older than my daughter, and so uh, my eldest daughter. Now, like you said before, I'm a guy who's touchy-feely, I'm affectionate. Not in, not in a disgusting, weird way. Right. So now, this hostess, I went to her behind the hostess desk, and I put my hand on her back, not on her, the, the small of her back, mm-hmm. upper back, and I'm just, and I'm pointing to the reservations, and I'm telling her how I wanted it to be. Then she started talking to some other of the staff and telling them, well, Costa put his hand on my back, and so on and so forth. Now, the staff, they told her, listen, go speak to Costa. Costa is a guy who's very understanding. You talk to Costa, he, he won't have a problem with it. Nonetheless, the girl was afraid to do so, so other staff members came and spoke to me about it. Now, I invited her to the office, and I told her to, to express herself, tell me what she was feeling, why, and so on and so forth. And I, and I promised I wouldn't do it again. And I honestly tried very hard, and I never did do it again. That, lo and behold, about a week after this discussion, she came up to me and she started putting her hand on my back. And at that point in time, telling me, listen, Costa, I'm looking at you. I'm, I'm seeing how you are with everybody. It's not just your staff. You're like that with everybody. Mm-hmm. People come in, you, you shake the hand, you always tap the, the shoulder or the back. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, fe- you're an affectionate guy, yeah. You, you hug people. I'm, but that's who I am. That's my personality. It's not meant in a sexual manner it's not meant and first of all it's it, it just the sheer thought of it disgusts me right that you know what a girl that's my daughter's age or not far from my daughter's age and i i would have that that ideology is, is just right. sickening right no i, I totally hear you right. I agree. but and i think once they get to know our characters and who we are it changes like she changed because she saw okay he's not a person yeah, she felt left out mike she felt I, completely left out, and she said, no, you know what, listen, I, I misinterpreted, it's okay. Exactly, that's what out. I was getting at. That's what I'm getting at. It's, they, right. Once they get to know you, they realize, oh, man, just that's just the way he is. It wasn't meant as, well, you know, social media blows everything out of proportion. So That, that too, but still, yeah. there's, I mean, I don't want to minimize the discomfort that that a lot of women might experience or or feel and that we still 100%. regardless have to respect that somebody asks you mike here uh, mike did you call the boys you coach sweetheart too why or why not uh did i no 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 i listen i grew up i'm i'm a i grew up in a macho era you know don mm-hmm. travolta 
But let's face it, the, the narrow, uh, you know. Speaking of John Travolta, I just yeah, want my thoughts yeah, go yeah, out I, to I, to him because he just lost his wife to cancer. Same here, yeah, yeah. yeah. What goes out to me more is the two young ladies that were recently. Yes, that, that, that too. That yes, 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 yes. But anyway, uh, let's keep on a positive mm-hmm. note and a cheerful note. Uh, yeah, no, the, I had nicknames for guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I kind of remember uh, having certain nicknames for certain kids. But it's that, a generational you know, thing. Like like you said, the whole sweetheart thing, you don't call uh, boys by that name. You might have other other kinds of ways of calling them, but it, I do think it's a generational yeah, thing. Yeah, girls I think... are more, it is. Well, girls are more sensitive, more feminine, sweetheart, sweetie. Uh, I, 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 yes, I see how it's wrong in today's liberal way of thinking. Yeah, let me just, I, I want to just, correct, you know? true, but, but we have to, it, it, we still have to respect, right? So somebody says Joe Biden is the same way, touchy-feely, not acceptable in 2020, no touching, uh, no touching of a woman who's on, not your mate, said, point final. Joe yeah. Biden touching is very inappropriate. That's not, I don't Joe Biden touch. <laughs> I don't joke I didn't touch well but somebody else said again unfortunately Costa is wrong doing that touchy feely is not acceptable today it's too bad it's come to this it, and- it, it, it's coming to that mm-hmm. it's coming to that uh, this COVID has not helped anything well okay, this COVID definitely showing us that look when I saw Costa and if I saw him in the studio I would hug him in my arms yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay, because that's the way we are. And when every time I saw Costa when I was younger, and we were both younger, that's how we greeted each other. It wasn't right. a handshake. Well, first it was a handshake, but pull pull each other in to give a hug. Right. That's right. I see men and kids doing it all the time, and I go, wow. If I would have done that to my father, I would have looked like a faggot. Really? See, we don't use the, we don't use that language anymore. <laughs> you see, you're, you're showing your generation, Mike. Back in the day, man. Oh, I swear that's how it was. I know, okay? but couldn't get touchy feely with your father. It was, you know, and and the yeah. other day, my son turned 34 years old. I came in the kitchen. I saw him. I hugged him. How long it's been since I haven't? Because I I had to give that space back to him from being a teenager. Mm. And that kid, I used to drop drop him off at school and give me a kiss before he got out. And right. Well, that school. happens with our kids, right? Especially yeah, boys. Yeah, exactly. It's further and further away from the school. He wants to be dropped off because he don't want his buddies to see him kissing his dad. Right. Which is sad. Okay. Which which is a very is. sad thing. And it and I, and it's... I'm hoping that the the generations now don't see it like that and don't make that association like before you were saying oh yeah that's like so you know before it was seen as somehow homophobic or or, right. or gay well, or something there's and, less catholic priests out there now so yeah, we're but, safe well, but you know i'm being of european descent we i still see a lot of my guy friends we see each other we will hug and we'll give the two kisses on the cheek right, right. Yeah, so, well, like, yes, that's right. I grew up like that. I, I grew up with men with men kissing with each other. So for me, for that sure. wasn't uh, exactly. Well, with my personal God. father, it wasn't like that. With my friends, it's like that. It became right. like that. It became like that, right? Yeah, Guys, we could have we could true. talk a whole lot more about this, but very interesting conversation. No idea where it was going to go, but here it went. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate you guys, um, Costa. Where can people find you? They can find my personal uh, Instagram. 
V underscore 174. You can follow the, as far as restaurants are concerned, I'm prepping now for another bodybuilding competition in November. Mm. So I saw those bumps on your body. <laughs> Go- Pardon me? <laughs> I saw those bumps on your body. Okay, have your conversation after. I got to end the show, guys. <laughs> Restaurant Otavio on uh, on Facebook. And Mike Senecal, if people want to get in touch with you. It's Realité Mike Senecal or uh, Renovation Celeste, 514-318-8881. Wonderful. Thank you guys so much. Oh, such a pleasure. I hope we get to see you guys in person. All right. Take care. Uh, Thank you all for your participation tonight. I'm sorry if I didn't get to uh, all of your texts. There's just too many that came in and uh, too quickly, so I appreciate it. Thanks to Dave Simon, our technical producer as well. You can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com, where the podcasts of all the past shows are also available for you to download, listen to at your leisure or share. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion.